This is the voice of the Report of the Week, signing on. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone listening. This is VORW International, the voice of the Report of the Week. Thank you for tuning in this Thursday, the 8th of August, 2019. Welcome to this week's newest podcast, approximately one hour in length, sometimes an hour and ten minutes, sometimes a little shorter, uh, but roughly about an hour being the, uh, the standard end point, where we discuss miscellaneous topics. The focus of today's program is going to be on Bigfoot, Sasquatch, uh, all of those cryptid creatures, that that hairy bipedal creature, uh, whose existence is of course up for debate, Uh, but today we're going to be having a good amount of discussion on Bigfoot experiences, uh, some of the evidence either proving or disproving its existence, and some miscellaneous listener feedback on it as well. So it's going to be a good show. It's going to be all about Bigfoot for the most part. And uh, you're going to be hearing some good variety of feedback, of opinions, of viewpoints. And, uh, you know, it's something to make you think. It's all that it comes down to. Of course, my own thoughts on Bigfoot. It's one of those things that I've always been up in the air about. This is This is one of those subjects that I haven't been completely... You know, made. I haven't made my mind up on. That's the best way to put it. I always try to keep an open mind nowadays. And Bigfoot is one of those things that I've always been very indecisive on. It's. I've never closed the door on the possibility of Bigfoot or any of these regional derivatives existing. Yes, of course, looking at it practically, is it unlikely considering... Uh, any potential lack of evidence, absolutely. Uh, the one thing, of course, to remember is that this country and, and you know, look, just the world is a lot bigger than I think we really give it credit for. Just how much space there still is. You know, yes, you do have rampant deforestation. Uh, you know, all these habitats being torn down. But there still is a lot of land out there that's very sparsely populated. Heavy forest, you name it. So what's truly in there, who's to say? But either way, we have a a good variety of perspective and commentary coming up in today's program. Next week's show is just going to be a miscellaneous discussion. I haven't done one of those shows in a little bit, so I'm just going to, essentially next week, going to be opening up the lines, and we're just going to talk about whatever we talk about. No, uh, No set topic this time around. You know... Before I get into the the Bigfoot discussion, I do have a little bit to talk about. You know, I hope this last week for you was okay. It wasn't a good week on my end. That's that's the only way I can say it. It wasn't a good week. Uh, between things going on personally, and then some current events I've been watching that I've been getting some real bad feelings about. It's uh, it's not. It hasn't been a good one. Of course, when it comes down to the current events, you had the shootings that happened in the last week. I'm not really, I'm not really going to talk about these current events. I want to leave it to all the other pundits out there. But, uh, but it's sad. It's sad. And I don't know. Look, I can't, I can't shake this feeling that this time it's different. I think a lot of other people have kind of been saying the same exact thing. Maybe it's just a type of, of psychology, psychological manipulation, but something feels 
really different about these these recent attacks, and not in a good way either. Uh, you know, like the prevailing feeling that I've been getting is like this is this is just the beginning, and that's really bad. And all I can say is that I really hope that, that feeling is wrong, that it's incorrect, and that's where that comes down to. And then another thing that I've been researching. And this one I'm really not going to talk about. I'm just going to bring it up in passing. Everything that's going on with Epstein... All I will say is that... It's a rabbit hole. And... The more you research it... The worse it gets. And it doesn't end. It's not like there's just a little set of information. It keeps going. And going... And going. And you know, this isn't some conspiracy theorist stuff. This is real. And when you realize that this stuff isn't made up, this is really going on, it's terrifying. Nothing short of that. It's incredibly massive. And no matter what, that type of abuse is intolerable. It's disgusting. And it's, just, it's scary that this stuff, you know, is going on right behind our back. So, I mean, those, those two current events uh, are disturbing. At, at least in my opinion, anyway. That's how I see them. And then, you know, what really was the, uh, the preliminary icing on the cake was, of course, it's something that I've already talked about, but all it did was reinforce uh, these feelings of kind of how far gone things are nowadays. And that's all that it did. It took away any hope. It took away a lot of optimism for the future. And it was just... You want to talk about a gut punch right there. This is it. Where, uh, I've, again, I've talked about this before and it is what it is. I just can't look at things the same way anymore. Uh, because it just, it was one of those things. You know, it changes. It changes how you look at things sometimes. Uh, we're granted, I, I got frustrated about a week ago. I think it was on Friday. Last Friday. You know, where I was seeing uh, such levels of, of hatred. That's the best way to put it. On my channel. People making... Just horrible, disgusting remarks against one another. Things that I refuse to ever state on air on this program. Because it's just... It's, it's so... It's so far. It's not just saying F you... You know, you stupid whatever. It's, it's so much worse than that. And, you know, it just got to me, and I, I made a post, I said, look, uh, you know, I just said I wish people would stop bullying each other, I wish we could treat each other better. And look, that means all of us. That means regardless of your race, your sex, your identity, what you identify as, so on and so forth. And look, just because we have our disagreements doesn't mean we need to act upon it uh, through violent exchanges 
of course, verbally, and unfortunately what you're seeing more and more in the country nowadays, uh, physical altercations, attacks, you name it. And this, isn't, this isn't the way, in my opinion. This isn't how it's done. I always stand by saying we need to treat each other with respect, kindness, and dignity. And in many cases, we can see through our differences. But unfortunately, nowadays, we live in a world where so many of us are more apt to look upon those things that separate us, take them, and run with it. And it'll only make us further and further and further apart, and it's only going to make this situation worse and worse and worse. We need unity. And like I said, we're not going to see eye to eye on everything, but that doesn't mean that we have to act like animals. It doesn't mean that we have to stoop to the lowest depths. We can still treat each other with the respect we deserve. And the reaction to it was a disaster. You had people trying to politicize it. You had people uh, who violently opposed it. Uh, you know, to the point where they were saying they want to go and kill me. I had more than one person who was saying that. And you can tell they weren't saying it as a joke. They were angry. And this is how they really felt. That because I said that, they didn't want me here any longer. And then people tried to politicize it. To say, you took sides. How dare you? Why did you have to take sides and ruin this with politics? And I scratched my head, bewildered, thinking to myself, what do you mean taking sides? This isn't gun control. This isn't immigration. This isn't about political polls, elections, blind loyalty to one party or another. This isn't just a U.S. issue. This transcends those boundaries it is a universal issue, and it's not about politics, it's common sense. And for anyone who likes to go ahead and say that I took sides there is mistaken. Because I suppose maybe in this environment of 20, 2019, being nice to one another is a political issue now? I refuse to see it as one. Someone was going after that, and I said, and I still believe, I said... My work is not political. If you're upset because you believe a YouTuber leans left, right, center, then you're part of the problem of rampant politicization. None of my work is sensational in nature, period. It's clear you're trying to make something out of nothing. That's how I feel about it. Because I want to circle back, go back around to the fact that... We have our disagreements, and I know that probably no two of us will see eye to eye on everything. We're all going to have our disagreements, we're going to have those big and small, yet it's still possible, I feel, to be able to function as a harmonious society of peace and goodwill, despite having disagreements. But... That's what I hold out hope on having. But to see the reactions for such a statement anyway, 
I was just saying, be nice to each other and don't bully. You know, have some respect. It was... Very, very depressing. It was very disappointing, and it was hopeless. And then seeing what was happening this week, it makes me think, you know... What if this is... What if this is the consequence? We've pushed ourselves too far, and instead of just ranting about it online, it's taking to the streets now. And this is... This is gonna be it. Look, it's getting really hard for me not to see it that way anymore. I, I, part of me really thinks we're, what if we're too far gone? But, whether people just get angrier and angrier, and we lose what little civility we still have, or whether this ends up turning into a full-blown conflict, and everyone starts killing everyone else, that glimmer of hope, some days, it can be very bright and shining, and other days it can be a tiny, tiny little ember. It's going to be there no matter what. You need to have it. We all need to have it. We can't give up. I almost gave up this week, but we can't. We just can't, ladies and gentlemen. We just can't. Treat each other with respect, kindness, dignity... Try your best to see through the differences. Make the most out of this life. And don't lose hope. Don't give up. It's, it's very, very discouraging. Some things nowadays, but... We just cannot. You're listening to VORW International. The voice of the Report of the Week. Any feedback on the show so far is welcome to VORW... I-N-F-O at gmail.com That's V-O-R-W I-N-F-O at gmail.com Next week's program is going to be miscellaneous discussion. If there's anything you want to talk about, any questions that you have, any points you wish to raise, it can be on anything, it can be on uh, miscellaneous topics could be anything. It can be about French fries, could be about suits, could be about radio, could be uh, about whatever's going on in the world, could be about cryptids, paranormal, UFOs, conspiracies. Any questions you've got, anything you want to talk about, you can send me an email in writing to VORW. I-N-F-O at gmail.com or you can record your feedback as an audio file and email it to me at V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com and I will be pleased to play it on the air. With that, stay tuned. The feature discussion on Bigfoot is coming up next now that I got everything else that I wanted to say off my chest. Alright, and we are back. I took a quick little break to, uh, Get some fresh air and clear my mind, because, uh, look, it needs to be done, and I needed to talk about this. I know it's very negative topics, but this is something that I cannot let slip through. And whether the video gets demonetized or not, because I talked about this stuff, doesn't matter. Uh, it's, too, it's, it's too important not to hold it back, just because of a what-if. 
you know? It, this needed to be talked about. It really, truly did. So that's why I just, look, I, I opened up and let it out. And uh, that's where it stands. You know, that's what you gotta do. You, you cannot let this stuff and these feelings get pent up. You know? It's the most important thing. You just can't. That's not a good thing otherwise. But anyway, like I was saying, we're going to be getting into the discussion about Bigfoot. This is going to be some very rounded discussion uh, where we're just going to be getting to some of your audio feedback, your written responses, and uh, just your thoughts in general on this phenomenon, on this creature, and uh, the possible existence thereof. Of course, like I said, any feedback so far is welcome. Any miscellaneous topics, questions, or comments, you can email them to VORW. I-N-F-O at gmail.com. Uh, it always is great to get the audio messages. I think it's just, it's really good. It's, a lot of people like them, I gotta say. I was really going through the correspondence, and of one email after the next was coming in saying, look, I'm, I'm really glad that you're doing this. It's adding a lot to the show. And it's a good way to just really, you know, be able to hear the thoughts in the most literal sense of your listeners. I think it's just a, a better way for the audience to kind of uh, communicate and connect, in a, in a sense. Build a sense of community, in a way. And either way, I think it's it's a lot of fun to get to literally hear the the true feedback of our listeners. So, if you have anything that you want to say for the next show, again, any questions, um, anything you want to read, anything that you want to bring up for discussion, any topics, you name it, feel free to uh, just write in or record it as audio, like you'll be hearing later in the show. And uh, feel free to share it. V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com is the address. I want to give a few shout-outs to some of our listeners. Uh, Daniel in Venice, Florida. Bruno in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Federico in Argentina. Liam in New Zealand. Logan in Mississippi. Uh, another Logan in Roanoke, Virginia. I want to give a big shout-out to Sarah Kennedy, and to some of our shortwave listeners tuned in on 5850 kHz, Stephen in Norristown, Pennsylvania, Terry in Windsor, Ontario, Chris in Northwest Connecticut, Gabe in Illinois, and Chuck in St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you to everyone who is listening in right now, and many more, of course. And uh, before we do begin the full discussion on Bigfoot, I do want to give a reading recommendation. Uh, Philip said, could you please check out the book Missing 411 by David Politis. And I researched it, and I'm going to buy I'm gonna buy some of the books. Um, because either way, it's just it's really interesting. David Politis is an author who uh, first published a few books on Bigfoot, and then he also published a book series called Missing 411, uh, in which he documents the disappearance of people in national parks and elsewhere, and he attributes mysterious, unspecified causes to these disappearances. So I think it's absolutely fascinating. You know, I like I like researching some of this stuff, uh, regardless of what the cause really is. You know, to research some of this crime stuff, people that go missing, disappearances, uh, this stuff fascinates me. So I'm absolutely going to be uh, getting this book. I'm going to give it a read, and then if it re really sticks with me, I'm going to be... Uh, going with the rest of them. But thank you, Philip, for your book recommendation. And that's definitely something I am going to be going into. So with that said, let's go into our listener feedback on the subject of Bigfoot, Sasquatch, and all of his uh, worldwide cousins. 
Let's hear from some of our listeners. Uh, we have some feedback coming in from Henry. Henry, you're on the air. This is uh, Henry in uh, Canada. Personally, I believe that Bigfoot is a living fossil, a Neanderthal, if you will. Basically, it was an, it was the remains of Neanderthals that uh, did not evolve the same way the rest of the humans did. You probably know how all the ancient tribes settled in North America after they came from Russia and the like. Thank you, Henry, for your thoughts. It is an interesting hypothesis that you do raise. Uh, you know, a lot of people sometimes say that Bigfoot perhaps could be attributed to uh, the former creature, the Gigantopithecus, which was a, a very, very large ape-like creature that was around long, long, long ago. And some people will hypothesize that such creatures still exist to this day. So it's interesting that you do bring about the hypothesis that it could perhaps be early humans uh, that perhaps may still exist to this very day. Thank you, Henry. Let's go over to Matt in Ohio with his thoughts. Hello there, John. This is uh, Matt, and I come from Maslin, Ohio. Um, today, I just wanted to weigh in on the topic for this week of um, existence of Bigfoot. Um, first of all, no, I've never seen any type of Bigfoot-type creature in my life. Um, but as far as my opinion goes on his existence is, no, I don't think there's any Bigfoot or Bigfoot-type cryptoid creature or anything of that nature. Um, but I do, on the other hand, I do believe there are many uh, creatures and, uh, you know, organisms, um, things like that, the scientists have not yet discovered, um, such as, uh, like, insects, for one thing, because there's just so many species and subspecies and you know, categories, subcategories, all that kind of thing. Um, they're constantly crossbreeding. Um, so there's, there's different, there's all these different new variations of insects and also small animals that, um, you know, just happen so fast that we aren't always able to have a great understanding of. And uh, also a majority of that undiscovered creatures would be ocean life just because there's many parts of the ocean that we have not yet um, uncovered because we can just simply not go there. The technology just doesn't exist. All right, I do agree with you. No matter what, whether the Bigfoot exists or not, I think there are lots of undiscovered creatures and organisms in the world today, especially underwater in very remote areas, and there could be things that are just, in a sense, hiding in plain sight. There's a lot that we just don't know at this point. Thank you very much for your feedback. Let's go over to Ryan Strange, who's writing in. He says, I love your radio station. I do believe there are many different types of humans or bipedal species that humans have either chose to forget or sadly wipe out because of fear or seeing them as a threat. There is so much about this earth we just don't know, and in some cases, chose to not acknowledge existence. There are giants in some areas of the world that still to this day exist, but humans have become so horrible, they stay to themselves and live in very rural parts of the world. Many times George Norrie has mentioned these different types, such as the red-haired giants, or Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Skunk Ape, 
People tend to not believe because unless they see it, it doesn't exist. Take, for instance, the sea monsters in books and tales. They did exist and still to this day do. They just evolved to be smaller, or we just don't see the really big ones. We haven't even discovered half the oceans. You can look at eels and serpents and see they look exactly the same. I do believe in all the mythical creatures people talk about. Humans weren't the only species to walk upright or have human traits, so to speak. I do find it hard to understand why we haven't found the remains after they die. Maybe they live very long lives or they're buried very deep in places humans never go to. They have found the giant bones and are on the hunt to find more. Very interesting topic, and I always get excited to listen. Thank you, Ryan, for writing in. And yes, like we were saying, there are a lot of things about this world uh, that we still have yet to know. And, and one thing that I really like to think about quite a bit when it comes down to the oceans, uh, we, we know so little about them. We're studying them, and we're knowing more by the day. But how little of it has actually been explored is amazing. You know, it's amazing. Like, it is right here, right at our doorstep. We still don't really know what's down there. And I do think that there are many undiscovered things, in the oceans especially. Okay, let's go over to Nick in Arkansas. He writes in, I have had an encounter with a Bigfoot. Back in the summer of 2006, I was on a canoe trip on the Kings River in Arkansas. About two hours into the trip, we had paused to relax in the shade and just stay afloat. I was watching an alligator garfish eating bugs off the top of the water when suddenly something didn't quite feel right. Just then, behind me, in the woods, there was a loud scream, like a man's scream mixed with a bear's roar. It was loud, but six of us there that day agreed it was like no animal we had ever heard. After the scream, there were sounds of wood breaking coming from inside the woods where the scream had emanated from. We didn't stick around long enough to investigate, so I do not have visual on the creature. Thank you, Nick, for writing in. And, you know, I think that's interesting that you mentioned that you did have six other witnesses uh, present with you. Uh, of course, and the fact that everyone admits, right, that this was something almost unworldly, in a sense. Right, that this was something that none of you guys had ever heard before, and you could all come to an immediate consensus that, look, this isn't right. And thank you very much for sharing your experience. I think that, look, that's really creepy no matter what you're out there, and you just hear this scream coming from the woods. That's crazy. Thank you for sharing it, Nick. And let's go over to a couple of our recordings. Let's see, we have a good amount coming in. How about we go over to Nathan in Harwich, England. Nathan, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Nathan from Harwich, Essex here. I'd just like to talk a little bit about your topic of regarding Bigfoot. In England, we don't really tend to have Bigfoot sightings or anything like that. I mean, it's it's not really part of our culture, I don't think. Not saying that the Bigfoot isn't real. I mean, I don't know what other people may have seen in their lives. But we do have a, a bit of a legend in our home county of Essex called the Beast of Essex. It's a big black cat sort of panther-like uh, animal that's seen quite often around the county. 
it is possible it is actually a black panther that's got out from a big cat research project in the early 2000s but they've never proven that but i remember when i was uh, a little younger in 2012 we had a sighting of a supposed lion which was called obviously the the lion of essex and uh, it actually made me a little frightened to go out in you know in, in the fields and that for me walks with the dogs because there was a big hope made up all around it and to the point where the police are actually out looking for it but you know a proper trained marksman but it turns out that the infamous Essex lion was just a big domestic house cat <laughs> and thank you Nick for your experience there and absolutely, some of these things can definitely be debunked. And, you know, after a bit of research and perhaps uh, some searching, you name it, sometimes a solution ends up being found. Uh, right there, like you said, the Lion of Essex, it turned out that it was just a very large uh, domestic house cat, like you mentioned. Uh, but of course, there are also those cases where there's lots of sightings, encounters, experiences... Uh, the validity, of course, can always come into question, but we just never really find any true answers. But I could understand, especially with all the hype and everything that's there, it could definitely be really scary. And thank you for sharing. Let's stay in England and go over to Lucy, who has a few thoughts. Hi there, John. Um, regarding Bigfoot and related creatures, I love reading and hearing about cryptid encounters of all kinds. And um, because of this, I do try to suspend disbelief, because... You know, it would just be so great if these mysterious creatures were really out there in the world. You know, realistically though, uh, sadly, I don't think it would be possible for such a creature to exist without any hard evidence coming into fruition at this point. You know, particularly when there are so many people invested in finding Bigfoot in particular. I know there have been many hair samples and so on that have been sent for analysis that have just, you know, come up with no results really. Even the FBI recently, they, they released some official documents revealing that a sample they tested was it was just deer hair. And, you know, I mean, there are theories that uh, the Bigfoot's, Bigfeet scene could be the remains of an otherwise extinct ape species, but, you know, most big apes like this would have probably lived in places like Africa or Asia, you know, I, I don't... It just seems unlikely that enough of these creatures would have you know, migrated over to the US and been able to start up a continued population for all these years without a single one ever being caught. Having said that, I, I do love reading about cryptids of all types. And so, you know, one day I would love to be proven wrong. Oh, absolutely. To interject, I, I do agree with you there that no matter what, it's absolutely fascinating. And, uh, yeah, I, th I think I was saying earlier that, yes, a, lo a lot of people have hypothesized that it could have been uh, the former Gigantopithecus, uh, which, you know, definitely, if there is a proven creature to have ever existed that is most similar to a Bigfoot, it would have been that. Uh, I'll let you continue. One interesting point is how different kinds of cryptids um, tend to be reported in different locations. You know, for example, the U.S. seems to have a lot more humanoid creatures reported. Whereas um, here in the UK, for example, most of ours tend to be like mysterious big cats or black dogs. You know, we even have one cryptid that's called a, a shug monkey. <laughs> um, but even that's just a dog still, but with, with the face of a monkey, you know. So 
we don't really have anything similar to Bigfoot. And it's a really interesting phenomenon, and I do wonder if there's an explanation for this, uh, either historically or culturally. And thank you very much. That was from Lucy in England. We have an email coming in now, and uh, this is an interesting one because it's a question that I think a lot of people have asked. I know I've asked it before, and that brings an interesting hypothesis uh, as an answer to it. So here's what we got. It comes from an anonymous writer, and he writes... A lot of people would ask why we haven't had a body turn up or why one hasn't been hit by a car or something. As someone from a rural area who lives in a rather densely forested part of that area, I can tell you why. Mother Nature is exceedingly skilled at cleaning up after herself. In even the tamest stretch of woodland, one can expect a carcass as large as a white-tailed deer to be completely decomposed, scattered, motivated, and crushed into a state of unrecognizability within the space of seven days, maybe double if that occurs in a colder part of the year. The natural process by which dead things are repurposed within an ecosystem could account for why we haven't recovered a body. Couple this with both the remote locations at which most of these sightings and encounters occur, and the possibility that Sasquatch may very well bury their dead, and you can have what essentially amounts to a shadow of a species occasionally grazing our own. Now, this particular argument is rooted in a materialistic approach to the concept of the Sasquatch and similar creatures. There are those that argue that these animals are metaphysical beings, forest spirits and the like, and though it is a pleasant sentiment, I can't bring myself to argue from that position. I'm sure during the course of examining your correspondence you will find several examples of people claiming that Bigfoot is an interdimensional creature or an extraterrestrial, but I assure you that an explanation for why we haven't found one of these creatures' bodies lies somewhere near the intersection of primatology, ecology, and evolutionary biology. Thank you very much for your correspondence. It was an interesting one that I wanted to read, uh, because number one, I did have a lot of people that said, uh, you know, well, why haven't we found any bodies yet? And truth be told, that's something that I myself have wondered, you know? Uh, But secondly... (laughs) <laughs> yes, I have. I've have. I have gotten pieces of feedback from people who have said uh, that Bigfoot is, you know, without a doubt, an extraterrestrial. And I remember once I was studying extraterrestrial encounters, where someone said that they saw a spaceship land, and you know, like this hatch opened up, and a bunch of Bigfoot climbed out of it and kind of roamed around this field for a while, and then took back off. Uh, And then, yes, you will also get, of course, the people that say Bigfoot is an interdimensional creature. Uh, And then, of course, another example will come in, like you said, the forest spirit, that Bigfoot is really some sort of ghost-like entity. So thank you. It is interesting, though. I do agree uh, that Mother Nature, yes, absolutely, the process of decomposition, it does its job. (laughs) You know? It it most certainly does. So thank you for writing in. Interesting piece of feedback there. Ryan in Utah is sharing his thoughts. He says, I worked as a pilot for a government wildlife agency, 
and have worked with wildlife biologists in the western U.S. for seven years. I've spent roughly a thousand hours flying at low altitudes, observing wildlife. I've never seen a Bigfoot-like creature, and in passing I've spoken with several biologists about it, all of whom said that they've never seen any evidence for such a creature. Due to the rising popularity of outdoor activity, there are more people in the wilderness than ever, and there haven't been any credible Bigfoot photos, even on automated trap cameras. While the thought of such a creature is captivating, I'm a hard skeptic until there's some more credible evidence than anything that's been presented so far. So thank you, Ryan. I think it's fascinating that you've been a pilot out there, and, you know, you've spoken with some professionals and you haven't seen anything. But, you know, that's, a, that's an approach that I like to take to things. I always try to err on the side of caution, but if that proof arises, you know, you better believe I'll be all in. Uh, you know, like some of these things, again, with the current events, that at first would seem like total conspiracy theories and like total BS, but when it's exposed as being completely and totally real, I'm not going to refute it. Because then, there comes to a point, instead of just being impartial to things and saying, well, you know, I'll believe it when I see it, then if you end up actually seeing some sort of verifiable proof, and you still refuse to believe, then it gets to that threshold where you're just being ignorant and close-minded. Uh, but absolutely, you know, some of the original proof, of course, like the Patterson-Gimlin film, either way, is still, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy <laughs> how it is. And I think no matter what, if it was a hoax, it was a very well-done one. And then, you know, the one picture of the skunk ape from Florida from the early 2000s there, that was a creepy one. Regardless of what the heck that thing really was, uh, that was spooky, that picture. It was, that thing looked <laughs> demonic. It was, uh, that was creepy. That was a creepy one. So thank you, Ryan. Some more audio coming in. Corin from Baltimore, Maryland. You're on. Hi, John. Regarding your questions on Bigfoot, I myself have never had a sighting or an experience with a creature such as Bigfoot, but that's because I don't particularly live in an area where those sightings are prone to happen. I do, however, believe in a Bigfoot or a big humanoid creature that is not human, and I think that the reason for having sightings all across the world is because they're a species of animal, and so there are types of these species all across the world, and you know they're all a part of the same family of animal. And so the sightings across the world just prove that it's not one animal, there's not just one Bigfoot, but in fact, it is a family of animals, and they are out there and across the world. Thank you for your feedback there. I think that's interesting that you mentioned that. Uh, so you believe that all of the different various subsets across the entire world, they're all connected, and it's, it's an expansive population. Thank you to Corwin over in Baltimore, Maryland. And now going back over to England, we got a lot of correspondence from over there, which is most perfectly fine. We hear from Emma. Hi John, it's Emma recording from a rather rainy northern England. Uh, thank you for featuring my long-winded email last week. It was a dream. Regarding this week's subject on Bigfoot, I think it's a really fascinating folklore and it seems to have 
spread across the globe in various forms and it certainly holds many people's interest and sparks our imagination to this very day which is pretty impressive um I think our equivalent in the UK is probably that of the old Loch Ness Monster and you know perhaps you'll do a feature on Nessie in the future who knows but getting back to subject uh, I personally believe that a lot of the BF cases if not all of the BF cases are, are BS and we just haven't found him yet he sorry about that um but yes I think many have been proven hoaxes and I do tend to buy into that and you know as fascinating as the lore is and I want to believe and keep an open mind and all that jazz I just find a ho- have a hard time buying into it anyway I think that's all I've got to say on the subject but I would like to end if I may on my favorite bad my emphasis on the bad Bigfoot joke what do you get when Bigfoot walks in your garden Sasquashed. <laughs> I did warn you. Uh, anyway, thanks, John. Look forward to your show as always. <laughs> Thank you for your feedback there, and uh, it's much appreciated. But of course, I think skeptical or not, it, it can be a lot of fun. And you know, when I do a lot of these shows, even if I, and sometimes I do with with certain topics more so than others, I can be very skeptical about it. But just because I am doesn't mean that I'm not going to entertain the possibility. But Bigfoot is one of those topics that's always... It's it's fascinated. It's always fascinated me since I was young. It's something that I've always researched. And, you know, even before I ever used the internet when I was, you know, young. I wasn't very computer savvy. I would go to the library and take out so many books about it all the time. I remember I had like a whole stack of, of books... It's it's interesting. That's the only way I can put it. Uh, how about we go over to Josh in Boston, Massachusetts. Now, he says, I wrote in a few weeks ago regarding my Sasquatch encounter in the dense forests of Maine, and I would like to update you. This weekend, a few friends and I are going to return to the exact area to figure out what we saw. My friends and I hang out every day, and almost every time we get together, we begin to talk about what we saw that night. At this point, we've rolled out a bear. This was something different. We could tell by the way it moved. We have contacted Sasquatchachusetts. Yes, this is a real Sasquatch headquarters in Massachusetts. Look it up. And we've given them the location of where we saw this thing. And they told us that they've had numerous sightings in that area. The last time I was there, I didn't bring my camera this time I'm going to be well equipped with both my Nikon P900 and my GoPro. This thing doesn't have a chance of not being photographed. I have to admit, I'm a little bit anxious to return. This thing did scare us, but I promise you, if I see anything at all, I will send you pictures and video. Thank you, Josh and company over in Boston. You know, again, uh, seeing is sometimes believing. You and your friends, you guys saw, you guys saw something... And you're all convinced that it was not a bear, that it wasn't, you know, open to that possibility of, of mistaken identity, as it sometimes can be, of course. So, I wish you guys the best of luck with your expedition. You know, sometimes the odds won't be in your favor of being able to find anything. But, you know, if you get anything, if you have any more experiences, uh, share them and, and let me know. So uh, I will be interested, of course, in seeing any pictures, videos, etc. Uh, should you should you get any? But if you don't, you know, don't feel bad. Don't feel like your efforts did not pay off. Uh, because if Bigfoots really truly exist, 
as a lot of people hypothesize, they are very elusive creatures. There's one guy uh, listening into the broadcast uh, who's tuned in right now, uh, John over in British Columbia, Canada. And uh, he usually listens in on 5850 kHz shortwave. And uh, he is a, a professional Bigfoot researcher. Unfortunately, he's out right now. He, he listens in on the shortwave because he is just so far out, you know, in the middle of nowhere uh, that he's out, you know, camped out. He does a lot of research, looks for tracks, you name it. And then he'll get into town, you know, to an area where there's even any internet, uh, and then send in some correspondence here and there. Next time he writes in, I'll have to ask if he's gotten any interesting encounters lately. Because in- it's always interesting to hear from him. All right, let's go over to Richard. He feels very passionately about the subject. This is for Review Bras. Is there a Bigfoot? Uh, something very close to my heart. Let me say that definitively, yes, there is a Bigfoot. There's too much evidence to support that there is. We have found droppings, hair. We have found uh, uh, bones. Uh, obviously, the footprints. Now, the thing that really gets my goat is we find these things anumatous times, and we bring them into uh, colleges and uh, labs and whatnot, and they always get tested. And more often than not, I'm going to say about 8 out of 10 times, they come back as inconclusive. Which means that they don't know what it is. Doesn't that mean that, hey, this is Bigfoot? Why can't you just say, yes, this is Bigfoot? They, I hate the word inconclusive. Inconclusive is the word that science uses to say, oh, we're, we're a bunch of dumbasses, but we don't want to admit it. We don't want to say that you're right. So, inconclusive. Unfortunately, the only way, the only way that we're going to get uh, evidence that Bigfoot is 100% real to the population... Everybody just wakes up, slaps themselves, and be like, oh, it is real. Is if somebody catches him, just straight up, just grabs him, and brings him into a scientist. And then, not only that, we get pictures, we get uh, video. They got to open his mouth, make sure it's not a costume. We got to cut him open. Guys, look at everything. Every little thing, nook and cranny. And then even even then, they have to be careful who they give the body to. Because there actually have been some cases, you can look online. Where people say they found a Bigfoot, they got a body or something very enticing, they turned into a local college or whatever to do some research, and then the college or whatever, they just say, oh, we never received that. It just disappears. Now, interesting, and you may be asking, like, oh, why doesn't the government uh, tell us why it exists and everything? I don't know the reasoning. I think it has to do uh, something with God, uh, obviously the Bible, things like of that nature, but... What gets, and then they say, like, oh, well, why can't we see it from space? We have the uh, the technology, and we have drones and all that. How can a creature like this hide for so long? Well, because it hasn't. We have found it. We have uh, evidence. We have so many eyewitness accounts. And these are reputable people. Not all of them are just <laughs> country bumpkins. They're, some of these people are uh, very respected individuals who have no reason to lie. And they've said that they've seen it. It's just we never take them seriously, despite the the numatous amount of people coming forth saying that it is real. And that is very unfortunate. People are so cynical, they don't want to believe nothing unless it smacks them in the face and gives them their ID. That's the only way. And the forest that it lives in, uh, in the era, uh, what was it, Washington slash Oregon forest, the trees are very thick. It's thousands of miles of 
uh, forests that modern man even haven't even been in some of those parts. And whenever people do go deeper and deeper, they are reporting that they are seeing Bigfoots, that they're getting scared by these things, they're running away, all that, we're finding evidence of them. It, it makes perfect sense that it's still alive, just like there's other cryptids out there. Um, yeah. It's real. <laughs> Thank you, Richard, for your response there. I, I gotta say, it, it gave me a, a, a couple laughs right there. Uh, but I really appreciate your enthusiasm. You know, it's, it's great to hear someone that's so passionate about this, you know. So thank you for your thoughts. And uh, it is interesting, of course, uh, to think about the possibility that should, let's say, a body be found, or some sort of incredible proof. Like, let's say, right, I go out for a walk after I'm done recording this show. And let's just say, let's hypothesize, right? Let's say that I found, let's say, the body of a, a skunk ape or something. And, yeah, I, I turn it in. I mean, I'm like, it's incredible. All right, I take some pictures, take some videos. I, I turn it into a facility. And they essentially confiscate it and refuse to acknowledge that I ever even gave them anything, that it never existed. And, of course... Oh, they took, you know, no one's ever going to believe that. And then the pictures, all right, maybe a few people, but other people are just going to say, come on, why are you screwing around with us like this? You didn't find anything. You know, it doesn't exist. So it is interesting how, what if these creatures really do exist, but there's just so many, you know, so much denial about certain things that you can have everything, all the proof right there, uh, but you won't be believed either way. On the subject, Lucas in Florida says... I have not encountered Bigfoot or any of his cousins, nor do I have any friends or family who have. I think Bigfoot has existed in the past, uh, but I believe that people now could have seen a bear or some other animal, and also pictures of Bigfoot can be photoshopped, so as of now I do not believe in Bigfoot. So thank you, Lucas, in Florida. And of course, that's another thing, you know, people will see some pictures, and, uh, a lot of them are altered, a lot of them are photoshopped. But what if there are some genuine ones mixed in there that just get kind of you know, thrown under the rug and, and d disregarded? Because uh, it can't be real. So who's to say? Thank you, Lucas. You are listening to VORW International, the voice of the Report of the Week. Any questions, comments, pieces of feedback, and reception reports are appreciated and may be sent via email to v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. That's v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. With the exception of our broadcasts on the shortwave to North America and Europe, we do have analytics systems. However, just because you can tell a number of people are listening just because you might see numbers in the thousands or the tens of thousands, doesn't really tell you what all of those people think about the show, uh, which again just goes to show why I, I value correspondence so much. Even if we know how many people uh, may be listening, and we might have that information for the online broadcasts, it still doesn't tell us you know, what the people listening think. So, I really value your opinions and thoughts on the program, and you can feel free to email me Again, at v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. 
Likewise, the topic for next week's program is open lines. So if you have anything you want to talk about, anything you want to share, any questions or comments, uh, any reading material, you name it, uh, go for it. Uh, Of course, you can submit it in writing, or like all of our wonderful audio recordings, you can record your uh, feedback, your point of view, your question, or your topic you wish to ask me about or introduce. And uh, again, you know the email to submit it to. On one final note, I should mention, as I have, I kind of um, alluded to it earlier. I didn't really make a direct call to action, uh, though again, I'm not very hopeful on uh, how this uh, show is going to end up with the uh, advertising and whatnot. Uh, You know, doing these topics, in my opinion anyway, has been one of the best changes I've made to this show. Because it's just it's so much it's so much fun to do, uh, but sometimes I think in the algorithm or whatever they don't like it, so it is what it is, and that's just why. In order in order for the fact that we can keep doing this, right? You can't put all your eggs in one basket. You can't just say, "Well, I'm going to rely on the little dollar sign to remain green on YouTube." Um, you know, you can't do that. So that's why I always want to make sure we have the resources that we can keep this going. And the best way to do that is to donate via PayPal to V-O-R-W-I-N-F-O at gmail.com, again on the PayPal. Even $20 will do so much, so much good. If even just a few people go ahead with that, it just, it it really, really helps out. That's all that I can say. $100, anything does. If you don't like PayPal, I understand. You can also use Patreon, patreon.com, slash the report of the week. So we have some platforms set up in a good way so we can ensure this show goes on no matter what happens on the YouTube, which is important. It allows for that continuity, and it guarantees you a new program to listen to and hopefully enjoy each and every week. And for those of you that do donate... I really hope you know, I really, really value your support. And even, I know a lot of us don't have the money, you know, we're broke, we're going through difficult times, the expenses just add up, I understand. You know, I've been there. By listening, offering your feedback, your correspondence, and hey, you know, if there's someone that you think might be interested in the show, uh, you know, one of your friends or whoever, someone someone that you know online, on the social media, anyone that you want to share this with, Uh, Go for it. You know, give them the link, give them the frequency, however they can listen in, and spread the word about it. Thank you all so much for your support. You guys are the life of this show. You keep it going. So thank you so much. And uh, speaking of going, let's continue on with the show. Let's keep it going. We do have a couple more audio recordings coming in uh, that I do want to get to. And let's go over to a listener calling in from Virginia. Welcome, you're on the air. Hello, Report of the Week. This is Dalton Altizer calling in from Virginia. And I'm here to give my opinion on the Bigfoot theory. And this is my first time calling in. Really enjoy the show. And I just wanted to say that I have one experience with it that really cemented itself in my memories. This was about... I'm in high school now. And this was about... A year ago, maybe two years ago, 
during the summer, my grandfather asked me to go check on our cattle, and I drove down on the uh, farm four-wheeler that we have, and I noticed around the troughs, the troughs that we have, there were almost human-like footprints that were in the mud. I mean, my first thought was that it was a, a human that was down there because they were so close to human footprints. But, you know, obviously the more I thought about it, there should be no other humans down there besides me or my grandfather. And these feet were tremendously large, at least a foot, maybe a foot and a half long, six inches wide. And they shouldn't have been barefoot either. Even if someone of that foot size was down there, they shouldn't have been barefoot. Well, I kind of shrugged it off. I didn't know what I could do. I just kind of just went along my way. Well, there in the next couple of days, went down there again to check on them, and I heard this almost screeching cry that sounded like like an animal crying that it was hurt. So I thought I would go down there check on it, and I I found the source. And there was just, all I heard was running and branches snapping and just a lot of ruckus. Now, of course, that could have been any other animal. I'm not saying it's Bigfoot for that matter. But it is very strange that those very large footprints were there, close to human-like. And I have a big belief that there are guardians or angels, if you will, down protecting us. And they kind of look over us and watch us to make sure we're safe. And, you know, who's to say that we don't have animal guardians? And maybe he is one because we've never seen him with a tribe or really any other mates for that matter. So who's to say he isn't the only one and he's in areas that need protection from some sort of natural disaster, if you will. It's just some food for thought for myself. Again, keep up the great work. Love the show. And thank you for sharing your experience. I think it was very interesting that, that you not only heard the scream, kind of like that one listener uh, who was over in Arkansas, not like that bird in the background, uh, but you also verifiably saw these weird tracks and footprints there as well. That was very interesting. And I think it was also interesting that you mentioned the hypothesis that maybe... Uh, they can kind of be like those uh, forest spirits, you know, like a kind of, of guardian, like you said. Thank you so much for your feedback there. How about we go over to Courtney in England? Uh, welcome. Let's hear your thoughts. Uh, that I do believe they exist. I do believe that they have existed before. Because if you think about the world and all the creatures we have, we barely know anything about what's underneath the sea and what. You know, there's the Megalodon, which is the 30-foot or 60-foot shark that could have existed. We have all sorts of creatures that you can just look at and think, how do you exist in that form, you know? So I do believe it's possible. You know, I do believe they have existed. They may still exist. You know, when everyone goes to sleep at night, they come out of the woodworks, maybe. You know, I live in England, so Bigfoot really isn't a thing here, but we 
we have our fair share of, you know, mythological creatures that we've been, you know, told over the years. So I definitely think that as a society, we're trying to be blind to the possibility of different life and we're just trying to kid ourselves that they don't exist when they really do we just don't want to go and look for them or don't want to encounter them thank you courtney for your feedback there lots of listeners over in the uk uh, checking in this week and uh, i think again like a big consensus is if these creatures do exist it seems that there is not a, a significant if any presence over there at all. Let's go over to Scotland and let's hear from Stephen. Uh, he's listening in from Inverness, Scotland. Hey John and everyone listening, Stephen from Scotland here and I just want to talk about the Bigfoot topic and everything. Um, I personally don't think that Bigfoot or you know the hundreds of names that's given, I don't think it exists personally. Um, so many sightings have been just proven to be false or there's just no real evidence to anything or anything like that i just personally feel like there's so much more out there that has a lot more authenticity to it a lot more documentation than bigfoot does um one thing i always go to is if bigfoot was real right and let's say there was even just 10 of them surely we would have found a body somewhere you know, people going in the woods all the time, they would find a body eventually. Surely, to goodness, they would find a body. You know, whether it be just bones, whether it be newly dead <laughs> or whatever, surely we would have find, found something at some point. Um, when you think about how many people travel the woods every day all around the world, you would find something. But, I mean, maybe it's just... Uh, maybe it's just chance that it's never happened I don't know but I think to all the documentaries you know, all the, well, every year there seems to be some sort of Bigfoot group that go out and try and find Bigfoot and they never find anything I've yet to see the headline that actually says Bigfoot exists you know we found a dead body I remember there was that time then people thought they found a dead body for Bigfoot and like ice but it ended up just being a suit <laughs> or the time when um these guys were out in the forest and they found these Bigfoot tracks and ended up just some guy came clean and said that he just sort of made like wood plank footprints off Bigfoot and just kind of made them into like shoes and just started walking about the place and just kind of messed around with people. And that was from a listener in Scotland there uh, who does raise, of course, the point that's, been, that's been brought up in the past uh, in regards to finding any sort of, uh, you know, bodies from the Bigfoots, you know, when they die, what happens to them? And, of course, we've had a lot of back and forth there, as, of course, you know, some will say, well, nature takes care of it. And other people will say, well, even if it does, there still has to be a skeletal remains, so where are they? You know, it's funny that you mention it. One show that I always used to watch was Finding Bigfoot. And I imagine, considering the topic, a lot of us have either heard of that show or watched it. It is kind of funny. One of the guys on it, I think his name was Cliff. He uh he's actually listened in a couple times. It's funny, but that's you know, it's an aside. I I, mean, I just remember seeing that one day and I was thinking, "Oh my god, I watched I watched that show all the time." But 
it would always get to me when they would go into the woods and look around and never find anything. Now, they would, on occasion, hear the wood knocks, and they would sometimes see a few things on the, the thermal imaging, but that's about as far as it would go. But it's interesting, and I think they might have gotten a howl a couple times, where they'll do the cries and the screams, and, you know, they'll get one here and there in response. Uh, but they've never physically ever gotten to the point where they would go down and uh, find anything more than that. I do know that some of the shows, I think it might have been Destination Truth, found some fur at one point, and they did get it tested, and it came back inconclusive. So who's to say? But most of the time, like a lot of those shows, of course, it's kind of like how you know P.T. Barnum would do it. They've really got to play it up, and what happens, happens. Well, we've got a few more minutes uh, left. We'll keep it going. Uh, let's go over to Ash in Indiana. Welcome to the show. Let's hear your thoughts. The world is a vast space filled with areas inaccessible, whether it be wooded, secluded forests, desolate, barren mountains, cold and old or seas brimming with life unseen far below what we can explore. As we expand and explore as a species, we discover things that were thought to be nothing more than legend. Take the kraken, or as it is known in more recent years, the giant squid. Oarfish could be easily mistaken as sea serpents. The point is, sailors and humanity at large may hype up their own discoveries. Sometimes, these tall tales may or may not quite meet what they saw. I'd also t like to talk about Vasilacanth, which was thought to be extinct, as well as many Lazarus species, which were thought to be extinct only to be found alive. Who's to say that a sapien relative of ours hasn't survived in obscurity in the deep wild where few venture, evolving alongside us? Their existence may be over-exaggerated, but I have no doubt that Bigfoot or the Yeti may exist. Yeah, that's another thing that at some point, I'll do a show on that, I promise, will be sea creatures. Because there's so much in the ocean that is unexplained and unexplored. And I think one really good example of that is the giant squid. Where you do have these squid out there that look, they're not just uh, five feet long. They're not 10 feet long, they're not 12 feet long, they are 50 feet in length. I mean, like, to visualize that right now, I, I'm even having trouble. 50 feet. Isn't that incredible? So, there is, in the oceans for sure, there is stuff out there that, you know, we have no clue about. So much space, too, so I, I leave the door open. And uh, let's wrap up the show and go over to Brian. Uh, Bigfoot is uh, something that I've thought about ever since I was a, I was a kid. Um, you know, I, I grew up watching the Discovery Channels and stuff with documentaries uh, with, with Bigfoot and aliens and mermaids and stuff. And I always found it really interesting. You know, there is always evidence of how there is pictures of of, of sharks being bit off or there's spears in sharks or um, there is huge footprints um, uh, on the ground in the forest that doesn't belong to a lot of animals. And, you know, all this stuff, all this evidence that was 
uh, quote unquote shown uh, to be proof of these species. I personally, when I was a kid, I, I was just so interested. You know, I always relate to you. Uh, you were like, ever since you were a kid, you know, you were always fascinated about all these um, conspiracies. And me too. I've always been um, curious on how uh, these cons conspiracies actually were true. Me personally, I'm not sure if this something like this would actually be real. The reason why I say this is because, you know, now in our era, you know, in our world, we live in an era where technology and just stuff like tech is so is so big now. I mean, if we up to this point, if 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 anyone would actually see a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot, or whatever, they would actually the next time you take out your phone it better not be blurry. You know, we better not be, get a blurry shot of quote unquote uh, Bigfoot uh, unless you can give us proof evidence uh, of what you saw. Because if you go ahead and you tell someone, oh, I think I saw a Bigfoot, they're not going to believe you. Um, I personally probably won't believe you, uh, depending on how, if I know you very well. And I actually believe almost you know, if I just think your proof is genuine, that I would believe you. The thing is, is that with with species like this it's like really hard to understand maybe uh it's just it's i don't i just don't think someone like this would actually be real um it just doesn't really make sense um you know a lot of people see things they think they saw but it wasn't really exactly what they think it was and i'm not trying to doubt what people saw because honestly i don't ever want to do that i just want to just, I just want to say that sometimes we see things and it's not exactly what it is. Maybe it was a bear and a lot of people know it's not a bear. It's actually this. I'm like, okay, but you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to know with these things. Um, you know, and that's the hard part of uh, solving these types of conspiracies. And thank you so much for sharing your thoughts, Brian. I really appreciate it. Great to have you on. And uh, to everyone who did write in, submit their audio and their written feedback, like I already said, for the sake of redundancy, thank you so much for going ahead and doing it. You know, you guys make the show. I wouldn't be able to do this without any of you, so thank you so much for your correspondence and your feedback. Of course, next week's show, talk about anything you want. Um, if there was a topic you suggested a while back and I never got around to it, look, this is this show is for you guys, so any topics, it could be about anything. Uh, then the week after that, we're going to go back to the unexplained, so uh, next week it's just going to be miscellaneous. Whatever you want to talk about, uh, go for it. Send an email, v-o-r-w-i-n-f-o at gmail.com. And with that, I'm going to be wrapping up today's broadcast. Thank you so much for listening to this program. I hope you enjoyed it. And with that, we'll be here once again next Thursday, the 15th of August, 2019. Hopefully in the next week, which is to transpire, hopefully it's going to be a better week. Hopefully it will be a wonderful, peaceful week. Things will simmer down. Those sick people are going to be put to justice. And things will just be on the up and up. I can hope... And I'm going to keep that optimism alive. Stay safe, everyone. Have a fun week. And uh, it'll be, always be great to hear from you. Thank you for listening in. And do take care. This is VORW.